Thank you so much for tuning in to the Phenomena NDE. With me today, I have a young lady named Taco. She's had her near-death experience in September 2017. She had two NDEs. Welcome, Taco, to my show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, and thank you for coming on. Your um, experience, two NDEs uh, in one day, that's extraordinary. And um, uh, Not in one day, but it, within a month, yes. Oh, within the month. Okay, well, that, that's, that's good enough. Okay, I read that wrong. Within a month. And uh, so it's, let's, I'm going to let you take the wheel, and you can start from the beginning. And uh, it was in September of 2017. Okay, so my first um, near-death experience that I had, um, I had been hospitalized with complete organ failure. I had um, gotten really sick. Um, I got really depressed after my sister had passed away from an overdose incident, and I felt very depressed and overwhelmed, and so I couldn't force myself to eat and it was uh I, I didn't know what was going on with me I kept going to different doctors and trying to figure out what my best course of action was and they weren't really sure what was going on but it ended up that I ended up in the hospital and um by the time I had gotten into the hospital, the doctors had only given me a 2% chance of living. Mm -hmm. And I'd been in the hospital, I don't know for how long, because I was so sick. Um, but it was within the first couple of days. And I remember clearly I was laying in the bed. And the next thing I knew, I was just really aware of how big the room was. And I was aware of my body being in the bed and um, I could hear the doctor talking with my daughter and my siblings and telling them how grave my situation was. Mm -hmm. And I remember him telling my daughter that he didn't think I was going to make it and to get my affairs in order. Mm -hmm. And I remember clearly thinking only God himself tells me when I'm going to die. And I got really angry at the fact that he was telling my family that. And I remember just being really mad. And the next thing I knew, I was in this beautiful field, kind of like a meadow. Mm -hmm. And we were up in the mountains. And my sister that had passed was on her favorite horse that had passed away a few years before. And I was on my horse that had passed away and her dog that turned me into a, a dog loving person. Not that I wasn't, I just, I, I preferred cats over dogs, but um, this dog like made me the dog person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> and so um, me and her were just laughing and talking like we used to, because we always, that was our thing. That was, that's what her and I did. We would go ride, we'd go riding at midnight, we'd go riding all the time and we'd, you know, tell each other everything. And 
that was just kind of our meditation, our thing. And I hadn't done that since she had passed. And um, I remember just seeing the colors of this meadow were just so vibrant and were, it was like alive. Like, like the colors are alive on the other side. It's really amazing. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the flowers and the flowers had like this beautiful kind of like um, almost like an aura over them. Mm-hmm. And as they were swaying, you could see like dust coming out, almost like the pollen coming out from them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could hear like this this beautiful, like angelical music that was not music I'd ever heard before. It was it was different and it was it was light. So it didn't get your attention a lot, but it would you could hear it. It just kind of went with the, the, the theme, almost kind of like you'd see in a movie. And I remember thinking how beautiful this meadow was. And her and I were, were laughing and talking and and it felt like we'd been riding for quite some time. And I could see on one end of uh, this meadow where we were riding towards was like a forest. Mm-hmm. And where we'd come from was more like the trail, like we'd come up a mountain up into this trail. And she looked at me and she got serious and she said, um, do you want to do you want to continue with me and ride into the forest? And the minute she said that, that's when I had all of the people that I loved that were still on Earth flash through my my mind. I had my grandson, I had my daughter, I had my brothers, and my family is like my everything. And I got kind of anxiety. And I looked at her and I said, I said, I can't, I, ha- I have to go back. And she gave me the most beautiful smile. And she said, I knew you'd make the right decision. And that that's going to come into play with my second um, near death experience, because that that phrase, I knew you'd make the right decision was told to me twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the minute I had told her I needed to go back, I was all of a sudden back in my sick body. My body, I, I was so weak and I was so sick. I, I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. I couldn't lift my head. I, I couldn't move. And um, Taco, how I long was, ago um, since your sister passed away? So my sister had passed away um, February of 2016. Oh, so that was fresh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and like I said, you know, we grew up really poor and um, <laughs> people would give us their junk horses because we, you know, that was all we had to do. I mean, we would ride these horses and train these horses that nobody wanted. And, and um, that was like, that was our relief. And that was probably the best thing that ever happened to uh, my siblings is I, and I to kind of get through the traumas of childhood that we lived through. Uh-huh. And it, it was, you know, those horses are, they, I, I live, eat, breathe them. Like they are my life. And my sister and I were so close in so many ways. She was like my child. 
Mm-hmm. And in so many ways, she was like my mother. <laughs> she uh-huh. was my protector. She was my everything. And my therapist, I mean, my everything. And unfortunately, she had um, gotten caught up into addiction. And uh, I felt very... I felt like there wasn't, you know, maybe there was something I could have done to have changed the outcome mm-hmm. um, of her passing. You know, did I try hard enough? Did I, you know, did I <laughs> scream and yell enough? Did I, you know, could I have done something to have prevented her from passing? And so I held a lot of guilt um, that maybe there was just something else I could have done. And <laughs> You know, I now realize throughout my journey that there wasn't, but at the time, I just, I, I didn't know how to survive without her. I didn't know how to live without her. Mm-hmm. She was my protector, <laughs> you know? So, um, anyways, I was in the hospital and I had defied the odds and, uh, the, I was, I was so angry at the doctor for telling my family that. And it was a good thing because it, I think it kind of gave me life a bit. And um, he was okay with me being mad at him because at least I lived. And uh-huh. I realized how much, you know, our doctors and our nurses really actually do care about their patients. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because they do. They do. They really care about us, but they have to put on this hard shell, you know. And I could, I could feel the love that came from all of them and the worry and the concern. And he had told me, um, he had come in and he had told me that, you know, he had talked me into going to a care center. He said that if I went into this care center, I'd be able to get into a specialist um, within two to three days of me being there. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Sign me up. You know? And so um, I got to the care center and um, I was there the first week and I approached them and I, I said, you know, where's my doctor appointment? And the head nurse uh, lady there told me she hadn't had any orders to get me a doctor appointment. I said, no, that's not what the doctor told me. And I told her what the doctor had said. And she said, well, I, I don't know anything about that. I'll talk to our doctor and see what's going on. Uh-huh. So another week passes <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm getting really frustrated and really angry. And I approached again and I said, you know, where's these specialists that I'm supposed to be able to get into by coming here? And um, she was like, well, we're still working on the orders. And I felt very betrayed. I felt lied to. I felt I, I had an anger in me that I've never experienced, you know, before then, nor have I experienced after. Mm-hmm. And I was so angry. I was I was just cussing up and down. I was, you know, I I hated God. I hated the world. I hated everything. I was so angry and I just wanted to be back with my sister. Uh-huh. And um, that's when I had my second experience. Uh-huh. And it was incredible. And I remember I, I went to bed. And at this point, I'm still so um, frail. 
I, I could barely walk on my own. I had to have a wheelchair or um, they were just barely getting me to where I was trying to build up some muscles on my legs because I couldn't hardly stand on my own. Uh-huh. And uh, I'd gotten in bed and I was just, like I said, like I was just so angry. And I laid down and I felt like, I felt like my chest was very heavy, almost like I couldn't catch my breath. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I don't remember anything after that. I don't remember falling asleep. I just remember all of a sudden I'm in this beautiful white, and I can't say it was a room because it was, it wasn't like there was walls, but it was almost like I was in a cloud. Uh-huh. And it was the most brilliant white I've ever seen. Like it was like illuminating. It was just, it was, it, it was just beautiful. And I could see kind of down this path, there was this being and he was, you know, I could tell it looked like he had a, like a robe on. Okay. And it, that was a different colored white. <laughs> and really? I could tell he had long hair. Uh-huh. And this was all tele- telepathic. Like, I didn't see his lips move or anything, but he had blue, like the prettiest blue eyes, almost like a a crystal glass blue, The just the most beautiful eyes I'd ever seen. And I could hear what he was saying. Uh-huh. And as I approached him, and he also, there was like all these colors coming out from behind him almost like a bunch of prisms, like they were all different colors, but they were all like at the same time. Wow. It was, it was amazing. Did this and person, I remember, did this person say who he was? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I, the first thing I heard was, and he kind of chuckled when he said, he said, boy, you've had a, a long journey, haven't you? And I'm thinking to myself, because at this point I'm feeling the love that this this person has for me is just endless and i mean that like it's endless like it's a love it's a love you'll never be able to wrap your mind around it is just it's endless and and when he said that like when i say like i knew he felt like i was perfect like there was nothing i had ever done wrong and I, in my mind, like I'm going through all the things I'd done wrong. And I realized now that that was maybe like my life review. Uh-huh. But at the time I was just going through all the things I'd done wrong. <laughs> and they were like all flashing at the same time. And I'm thinking, how does this person not know that I'm like so flawed? And he really thought I was flawless. And as I got closer to him, I knew it was God. Like there was no question in your mind. Like it wasn't is this God? No, you know, it's God. There's, there is, it's a knowing like you like to the core of your soul. Who is God to you? A, a higher being. Um, the Jesus most, Christ. Absolutely. But the most free, like the biggest life source you could possibly uh, imagine. And Again, like the, the wording that we have here is so minimal compared to what's there, how to explain what's there, because 
we don't have a clue how to love people and each other. We don't have a clue how to not judge. I mean, like, I'm not kidding you when I say this was just incredible. It was, it was so healing. It was so healing. Mm -hmm. And he, as I got up to him, he said, uh, he says to me, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to stay here with you. I mean, I said that very firm. Wow. And he says, he said to me, he says, before you decide that, can I show you something? And at this point, I'm thinking, well, hell yeah, you can show me anything you want. Like, <laughs> I'll follow you wherever you want to go. Like, I, I just, I was so overwhelmed with the love and, and the non-judgment that I, I was, I was almost breaking from it. Uh-huh. And and the next thing I know, like everything goes really dark, like this, like the like night time. And there's all these stars that are coming into view and I'm seeing, and I mean, millions, millions upon millions of these stars. And there's a, a lot of them shooting, like, like millions of these stars just shooting and they're leaving this trail. And I noticed as I focused on them, mm-hmm. I could hear voices connected to them. Uh-huh. And they were prayers. They were prayers for me. And at wow. this time, I didn't realize that my sister had had my name put in the temple because we were raised Mormon. My oh, sister yes. had my name put in the temple. And that's where they have everybody that's associated with them. Uh, they all pray for you. And then, you know, there was a lot of prayer people that had prayed that I could see who it was. I could tell you word for word what they were saying. And I could see some that I knew, people that I knew, and what they said to me. And I even went up to them after this experience and told them, and they were shocked that I knew what they, they had said. And it came in so clear, and and I was overwhelmed by the love that I felt coming from these people that were begging God to, to let me live. Wow. And I, I, was, I was there, and I could feel me just, ready to just start sobbing i was so overwhelmed and he he looked at me with the most loving kind and and like this smile that was like it was a half smile but it was just so loving so Mm -hmm. enduring and he he looked at me and he stared me right in my eyes and he said i i said to him i said i didn't know that i i was so special and he laughed at me. He says, oh, sweetheart. He says, don't you understand how needed you are, how special you really are? And I said, no. And I'm like ready to just start. I just wanted to just cry. Aww. And uh, he let me kind of absorb that for a bit. And then he said to me, he said, I have to ask you, what do you want to do? And I said, I looked at him and I said, I, I want to stay with you, but I, I can't let these people down. I, I got to go back. And he said the exact words my sister said to me. He says, I knew you'd make the right choice. And I was back in my body. There was nurses all around me trying to get me back in my bed. I must have fallen off my bed. Uh-huh. And <laughs> they were like, it's a good thing. You're back. You're back. You're back. And they were all kind of like excited. I didn't realize anything had happened and I'll tell you what man it gave me the biggest um attitude adjustment 
I've ever had because that meeting with God was not at all what I had always visioned my meeting with God would be. Uh-huh. You know, it, it was it was very different. I I really thought that, you know, he would be like judging me and telling me how how much I screwed up and he couldn't find one thing that was wrong with me. And that was just unbelievable to me. Mm-hmm. And I the next day I got up and I could walk. I, I wasn't strong, but I was using the um, uh, the assistance um, like stool that had wheels on it. Uh-huh. And I was walking and I just started singing. And everybody at the, in the hallway, because I'd had such a bad attitude the whole time I was there. They're all looking at me like, what happened to you? <laughs> I just started singing and I was just, I, I was like, I'm not going to waste one more moment being angry because I knew how loved I was. That was the first time I ever had felt sure. where I belonged uh-huh. and how loved I was. And I, I, and it's so amazing to me because every time I think about that experience, I feel like I'm right back there. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I, every doctor I go to, tells me I'm a miracle <laughs> every one of them wow. I'm like I know God says I'm perfect so I'm taking his word for it <laughs> <Aww. laughs> it was it was it was definitely what I needed mm-hmm. it was it makes me homesick when I think about it because that's where I belong that's you know I I want to I want to feel that again I want to go back home but I also know there's something important for me to do here. So whatever it is, you know, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it because of what I got to experience. How's your health right now? Doing pretty good. Other than having a sinus infection, I'm doing good. (laughs) (laughs) You would never have known I went through what I went through. I mean, because I had to have, I had, they call it paracentesis, mm-hmm. um, where all your fluid like builds up in your belly uh-huh. and you have to go in and have a needle put in there and drain. And they had to drain liters and liters. And it started out with, I had eight liters all together and they had to do it in two different sections because it's too much for your body to take. take, to have it all done at one time. Mm-hmm. And so I'd go in and I'd tell them, okay, I'm here for my abortion. And I'd just make the doctors laugh, you know. And then pretty soon, all of a sudden, I I only had to do it once every other week. And then pretty soon, I only did it once a month. And then pretty soon, I didn't have to do it at all. Uh And, I mean, these doctors are looking at me going, this doesn't happen to people. I don't know how you go from every organ in your body literally not not working to all of a sudden your kidneys are at 100%. Wow. Your heart is working great. Your liver is at 100%. They couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, Taco, let's go back to um, when you were with God, the Savior, Jesus whatever everybody calls him. Yeah, um, higher power, whatever higher, you call him. Yeah, the higher power and stuff. That's my father. That is my father. That uh-huh. is how? That is my source. That is my father. That is that uh-huh. is 
my source of life. How tall was he? He was very tall. So I'm pretty tall. I'm five, eight. Uh huh. And he towered over me and my, my brother, my brothers are all very tall, six foot two, six foot three. Mm -hmm. Um, and he towered over me. If I would have been able to hug him, which I probably could have, I just didn't think at the time because I was overwhelmed with how incredible it was. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, my head would have maybe gone up to where his sternum was. Wow. So I would put him easily seven, seven foot. Mm-hmm. And does he look like the pictures that we have today? No. No. Uh, the what color longer was, hair. What, yes. What color was his hair? It was dark, dark brown, almost a black color. Uh-huh dark brown and it kind of it was it kind of reminded me of an 80s hairdo it kind of had the feathered back <laughs> <laughs> and his eyes that I've never seen that kind of blue it's it, they um it almost looks like a uh, glass like a like frozen glass because mm-hmm. they were kind of more of a light whitish blue mm-hmm. Did you? But you could. You almost felt like you could. I mean, you, you could feel. Have you ever met someone that had such unique eyes? You felt like they could see into your soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a few of those. Yeah, that that's it. That's that it. Clearness. Oh yes. And then, um, did you touch him or anything like that? No, um, but the light that he had. So, you was... know, even though he was very right and it was interesting because the the white was so white if you wouldn't be able to look at it with our eyes that we have you know the closest thing I could describe that to would be like the sun but it was more white Mm -hmm. and but he had like this kind of aura around him that was more yellow like the sun more of a light yellow Uh and as as I got closer I could feel that and those those all those prism colors I could feel that it wrapped around me. Mm-hmm. Did he have anything around his waist? Do you remember? No. You don't remember that? And, no. Um, was he wearing any shoes? <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't remember seeing his feet. I was, I was, his eyes were so amazing to me that okay. I was, I felt like I was like locked into them. Uh, he did have facial hair, but he kept it very clean, um, groomed. He did have a beard and a mustache, but he kept it very groomed. Uh-huh. And what about, um, were you in a room or anything like that? No, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a room. It, it was just an endless, um, space of white. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, also to, let's go back to your sister. When you were um, on the horses and everything running and stuff, and you recognize your horses and, and they describe them, what were they like? I mean, were they, you know, the color that they were when they were here on earth or? Yes. Yep. They looked exactly like they did when we, we owned them. Uh-huh. And, and, but so my horse, his name was Toys. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he was a big paint horse, 
but when I was on him, he he carried himself like he was very proud to carry me. Wow. And I, you can feel their, you can feel their emotions. They they were like he was like proud that I was with him again, like it was almost like he owned me, <laughs> and he carried me like he was just like this proud prancing, you know, stallion. He was. And his mane was just thick and just wavy. And um, it, you could feel like the power, you know, as I was riding him. And I was, I was, I had my saddle uh-huh. and everything on him. Um, and then my sister's horse, she had a big draft horse. And Toys, my horse, he wasn't a draft horse. He was a bigger paint, but he wasn't a draft horse. But he seemed equally as big as her horse. Mm-hmm. Wow. And her horse was a, a really pretty darker brown with the um, flaxy mane and tail, which is a light mane and tail. Uh-huh. And she was very feminine, <laughs> like, <laughs> very princessy. But you could tell she was proud to have my sister, too. Oh, and um, when you were riding, did you feel any air or anything yeah, you, when you ride? Just that, like a light breeze, but I wasn't sure if that was that it 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 went with the music, the music oh. that was playing. It was almost like that's where the music was coming from. Mm-hmm. So that was the music. So what was that music? Do you still remember the music to this day? Or I I remember that yes, but I've never heard it before, and I've never heard we we get kind of similar-ish close but this was just it was a whispery um almost kind of like a choir humming like a really pretty hum Mm -hmm. it was just beautiful interesting wow and it it matched it seemed to match our moods because you know, when we were laughing and having fun and I was so excited to see her and be with her. Like I said, I did I didn't um I didn't even think about it didn't seem off to me that I was all of a sudden with my sister. It seemed like that was something that we had been doing for forever. And it seemed like my earthly body or my earthly home was like didn't exist. Like I was, I was living it. It was very interesting. I, I felt more alive there. Mm-hmm. Um, so happy, but it wasn't like I, I thought even twice about, um, you know, being at, you know, being gone. Cause it seemed just so natural to me mm-hmm. that the only time I thought about that is when she asked me if I was going to go with her and um give me that choice and that's when i I, that was the first time i had even thought that there was something off Uh um are you glad to be back here Uh, sometimes (laughs) the worldly that kind of depends on if i have to go to walmart (laughs) (laughs) you're funny <laughs> yeah, you're you're funny. Well, I think Walmart might even make God a little mad. I'm, <laughs> it's it's a bad time. Oh. But you know what I do find interesting 
because I I become like a flower planter. Like I love flowers. I can't get enough of them. And I find interesting that now I crave to have that energy uh-huh. of plants around me. Um, I've always felt protected with animals. That was kind of a, my safe place um, growing up. And and I mean, like, there's nothing that'll make me happier than my horse. But um, flowers, flowers bring this sense of purity. Um, that's kind of like what what you would, you know, what I do to meditate in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I can still feel like if I put my hand over those flowers, I know this sounds really weird, but I can still feel energy from them. Like when I was on the other side. Wow. You wow. can feel the vibration. And I, I don't think that that's something like uniquely special that I brought back with me. I just think we get so busy in our human experience that we forget to stop and enjoy the those flowers, kind of the, the, mm-hmm. you know, the trees. Because they that... really are gifts. They are gifts that we really don't deserve. They, they are gifts. Wow. Okay. And um, so the, but the breeze, you felt the breeze when you were riding the horses. Yeah. And were and you like, like in the mountains? A light breeze. Were you like in a field or were you? Yes. A oh. meadow. And oh. it, it was a meadow that had a bunch of um, uh, wild flowers, kind of like when you go up. I mean, I don't know where you're from, but I'm not far from like Park City. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Heber, and when you go up into those mountains, you'll find that there's places where that you get into the meadows more up towards the top of the mountains, where it has these very unique wild flowers in the grass. That's what it had, but it had way more vibrant colors, way more di- uh, more uh, different kinds of flowers there, and the grass was even uh, taller and almost seemed to dance with one another. Aww. And um, did you feel the grass on your feet or anything like that? No, no, because I was on my horse. I didn't, but I could hear it as we were walking through the meadow. And the grass was very tall, but it was, I was taken back because of this music that I could faintly hear. Uh Um, And I realized during the ride, that it was connected with when the flowers swayed. Wow. That's something that you always, do you, do you have any dreams today or anything like that still with you? Not, not, not as vibrant, not as brilliant, not as fulfilling. No, Mm -hmm. I wish. And I wish. um, So when you look at flowers today, even though you love flowers and stuff, but you know they have more of a beautiful color. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. But and you get again, it's almost like there's an energy that comes off of it, kind of like um, you know, a TV, you know, that um or or a radio that's up real loud, that that energy that comes off of it, kind of that buzzing kind of energy. Uh-huh. You you can I can still feel that coming off the flowers. When I plant the flowers today. What about trees or anything like that? There was a lot of trees on the other side. And we were in a meadow 
the trees that we were headed to were were big pine trees um and very thick very thick so it was on one end was the trail that we had been coming up mm-hmm. and the meadow se- didn't seem very long when i looked at it but it was it was very long as we were riding through it I, I, honestly it time on the other side felt like i had been there for a long time when i hadn't been there for very long mm-hmm. what about did you recognize anything that you were wearing at the no moment? no like jeans i recognized or the saddle i mean i had jeans on okay um I had bare feet. I, w- I, I didn't have shoes on. Uh-huh. And I had a, a loose blouse that I didn't recognize. Uh-huh. What about your sister? What was she wearing? A really pretty flowered looking shirt. Uh-huh. Her shirt almost looked more Western style. Mm-hmm. But more back in the olden days, kind of. Okay. Olden days, like the 50s or something? I, 60s? Yes. Yeah. Just very vibrant the colors were really really vibrant nothing like the flowers though like things that were more alive okay had again there's there's no words to describe the the how these colors were because they were just they were so alive they was were your just sister, so uh, was your sister young looking very young or you're she looked amazing but she looked exactly how i remembered her the day before she had passed away it was very interesting because she would she had come over to visit me and i remember looking at her and she looked so good that day like i remember thinking gosh i haven't seen her look that good in a very long time if ever and she had kind of this glow to her and I thought gosh she she had her hair done she had her makeup done she just she looked like she was sober I mean she looked happy so I was so shocked when she had passed away because of how alive she looked the day before she died uh-huh and she looked that same way that alive that happy clean um just beautiful almost glowing Mm-hmm. that's how she looked on the other side. Did she ask about, are your parents still alive? My mom is passed on. My dad is alive. Did she ask about him? No, nope. She made it all about her and me. And we were talking about our childhood and we were laughing. Mm-hmm. And she asked about Brody. That's my grandson. Uh-huh. And how he was doing. And it was almost like we were just catching up. Like, like, old times like we we hadn't been away from each other for long wow and dude um i bet you're just shocked so she was she barefoot too like you i don't recall if she was barefoot i do know she had jeans on Uh uh-huh but i don't remember if she had i don't remember paying attention to that and did the i do remember being shocked that she had a saddle on because she always liked to ride bareback uh-huh. <laughs> so I was kind of surprised she had a saddle on, but I I was connecting that with well, we're up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she had the saddle on because um the horse was you know very uh you know yeah they were very alive and they were very proud to be carrying us. 
did they have a light or anything energy i mean they had energy but a light around them or or anything Not, that's different no i i kept getting really distracted because again her and i were laughing and and catching up but the flowers and the music kept getting me distracted and so i was having a hard time focusing on what she was saying and paying attention to these flowers because i i did realize something was different Mm-hmm. But I didn't think I was dead. <laughs> you know, I, that didn't occur to me. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I when I had my my experience with God, I, I knew I was dead then. Were you wearing something different? I I was wearing a white dress. Is what it looked like. Uh huh. Um, but it didn't seem like out of place. It felt very natural. Wow. And, uh, so you, you didn't, um, that, that's amazing. You're a very lucky person to have this experience. Oh, I, I'm not kidding you when I say, you know, I really thought, I would never have thought that that having an experience with so much love and acceptance, I, I would not have thought that that would have changed me the way it did. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because, you know. Growing up um, as a cowgirl, you know, you, you hit like hard and fast and, you know, you don't have time to, to grieve. You, you know, you got animals to take care of and people to save, you know. Right. And um, it was really interesting that that same love and compassion was coming to me. And, and, but that kind of love and compassion was like on steroids, like nothing you could have ever expected and to not be yelled at and told, you know, how I felt, you know, that's what I was expecting would happen and not the opposite. And I mean, when I say I felt like he could not come up with one thing, not one thing that he thought was imperfect. I I was, I, I, I was so shocked. I was so, because I was coming up with all of these things a bit where, where I screwed up. <laughs> and, he, and he couldn't come up with one. Oh. It was almost like I was trying to talk him into it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was, it was incredible. And I had never felt, I'd never felt that before in my life. Like I've never felt that before or since. Uh-huh. And um, did he uh, ever say that you know that he loved you? No, he kind of made me feel stupid that I didn't realize I was that important, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and... almost kind of like he was going, "Well, duh," you know, <laughs> everything I create is kind of important, you know. <laughs> I did feel a little little blonde momentish there, but yeah, no. And all those stars that you saw were people praying for you, right? Yes. And at first, when I looked, they were just really bright, almost like, um, you know, when you go out someplace that there's, you know, you're out in the desert or you're out in the city and you can see how, you know, illuminate, illuminating the, the sky is. And you can even see, you know, the atmosphere and, and all of that. It was like that, but very much like I was there in them. And um, 
and I've seen all, and I'm, I'm not kidding you when I say there was just, there were millions of them and they were shooting and there was, there was a lot of them I didn't know, but I could hear their prayers for me as wow. they passed. And I could see the ones that I, you know, and I would focus on the ones that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, like I see my daughter's prayer, see my brother's prayer. His, his was very, very, very touching. Oh. And I could see how heartfelt and soul felt they were. And I was overwhelmed because I, I, I really didn't think I was that significant. I, I really didn't. Wow. And um, that's, that's exciting. That's, that's, you are loved. That is, uh, that I, is. It, I am. And it, you know, it's amazing how, I think that one of the parts that sticks with me the most is how, much we judge ourselves and we're hard when, on ourselves we're very hard <laughs> yes yes we judge ourselves when uh, i don't i don't i don't not my experience with god he didn't judge me for a dang thing it was me who was judging myself yeah yeah and uh um but you but then you find out hey i'm okay i'm okay and uh, when you're down here on Earth, um, you're down here with us, and I'm glad mm-hmm. you're still with us. I'm glad you're still with us. And you know, you do you have energy when you walk past somebody or anything? Do you ever feel somebody's energy? I've I've always been very uh, psychic sensitive, uh-huh. um, and so I I wouldn't say that I I feel it more so now than I did beforehand. No. You know, when you're in survival mode and you have to survive, you know, your childhood and, and, you know, you, you, you allow those senses to develop, um, you know, you can, you, you learn how to, you know, how to, how to feel and read energies and situations, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I've always been very intuitive that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, well, I'm honored that you came on my show. I appreciate you asking because I, I've always wanted to share my my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure after because this... I really hope that if someone's in that dark place, and someone just needs a glimmer of hope, even just for one more moment, I really hope that might help them hang on for one more second. Because I... I'm I'm telling you, when we get to the other side. It is the most amazing thing. You will, you can even, you, you can't even imagine it, it with how amazing it is. Our imaginations don't go that big. And, you know, it, you, you learn that it's not about the finish line. It's about the journey. Mm-hmm. And we, I really hope that at some point we all can come together and help each other up and, and love each other and pull each other through like we do on the other side. Mm-hmm. It, it's a shame we don't. Yeah. The world's angry. Has a lot of anger. Has yes. a lot of issues. Yes. And Very much so. And everything has energy. Like everything has life to it. Even our clothes have life to it. Our, <laughs> you know, our, uh, everything has energy to it. And we, we take that for granted. I know I did. Wow. And um, that's amazing. You got to hear the prayers of your your loved ones. That was, that was almost soul shattering. 
in so many ways because I couldn't understand how come these people that I didn't know would be praying for me. I mean, I, I can't even explain to you how insignificant I really felt about myself. Well, maybe and I think your that sister. was a big thing that I came out with is realizing that I kind of matter. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Taco, maybe your sister put you out on social media. Pray for my sister. Well, I know that my friends did. I mean, I, I have a lot of amazing friends. I've been very blessed in so many ways. And then and you are loved. You did. probably love that you don't even know it. And you uh, are, and you oh, are and, important. Yeah. You are important. You got work to do here. So you are an important person. And I am so grateful that you had the opportunity, that you had the, um, I met you on um, social media. And I'm so grateful that you had the opportunity to come on my show. And don't turn others down. You know, be cautious to be very careful and protect yeah. your, um, they're like pearls handed to you, but be very careful how you share them. And I uh, appreciate that. Because there's a lot of interesting people out there. <laughs> yes, but, there is. But we love them anyway. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, but I do want to thank you so much. You're so amazing. And I'm looking forward to meeting you because you live here in Utah and I'm here. Yeah, in Utah. I, I look forward to meeting you. You're too, my and first. Thank you again for, you're for my, having me. You're my first Utah. I had everybody from all over the world, but I haven't had anybody from Utah. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had an experience here. Yay. But anyway, well, I have a feeling we'll see each other and become really good friends. I'm friends with all my near-death experience um, people who came on here and even, oh, the other, even the other ones, too. So That's um, wonderful. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you. And uh, for thank you so much for coming on. And for everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to the Phenomena NDV. And everyone, have a great evening. And thank you, Taco. Thank you.